Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever the case may be, and welcome to we're halfway through the season. We, are we halfway through the season? We are halfway. Okay, welcome to the midway special of Way Off Sides. Joining me tonight is Chris. Uh, Bill's not with us. Big prayers up to Bill. He's fine. Uh, had a family issue today. Um, everything's good, but uh, it'll just be Chris and I entertaining you, which is good because I think the last time it was him and I, we ended up just talking for 30 minutes about ridiculousness. So buckle up. <laughs> just, bu just buckle up. Who knows where we're going to go. Um, we just actually just went over the, the show notes, which um, aren't really show notes. It's just Chris telling me what we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, we, we could be all over the place today. This is going to be fun. Well, you know, gonna... I, I prepped this show. Uh, I worked hard on it five minutes before we started recording. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking at our recording time, and we're at 13 minutes. So the first few minutes, I mean, the, the first 10 minutes we spent just – uh, talking about ridiculousness. And so here we are, uh, but we're halfway through the season and uh, you're still with us for some reason. Uh, we appreciate you. Absolutely. We're happy that you're here. Um, again, this is the Way Off Sides podcast, just a couple of regular dudes uh, talking about college football and random stuff. Uh, you know, we're just like you. We could be your neighbor, um, could be the guy um, out in your bushes, peeping through your window. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bill's Bill's not on the show today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> just joking um yeah. no uh, we're actually uh, talking about how we're gonna fill time bill likes to tell uh stories from the 1920s when he's on the show so uh pressure's on chris pressure's well, on you know I, I i got alerted to a trend that's on on the tiktok um oh the old tiktok oh yeah um the I, i've seen people are making boo baskets for their boo what does that entail? A boo basket? Um, it's, I guess you it's you you just make a basket for your boo and put their favorite things in it and give it to them. You know what kind of boo basket I would like this year for Halloween? What would you like? I would like one of those little plastic trick or treat pails from McDonald's with a Happy Meal. They're they're bringing those back. They brought them. Back. I know they did. They did last year. Maybe you should go get a, a Happy Meal. So it's funny that you bring this up uh, about 30 minutes ago. I was talking to my wife and uh, was bringing, I said, Hey, we need to go get some happy meals this weekend and get a couple more of those buckets. And she said, no, we don't. And I was like, why? And she's like, cause we already have like 20 of them for last year. Why do we need more? She just, she doesn't get it. Um, that's okay. I'll, I will go get happy meals uh, and a boo basket. Well, so, Chris, what would you put in your boo basket? Are you, are you, are you getting, are you getting yours a boo basket? No, no, um, I, we don't do that, but that, that sounds like a fun tradition. Oh, what would you put in your boo basket? I didn't know what a boo basket was. Um, then I, I was told about my baskets and so now I'm in the process of making a boo basket. Okay. So I can't, you want to tell us what you've got so far or not? I can't tell you because it's, they may be listening. Got it. Uh, Got it. Well, how about this? If I if I were making you a boo basket, what would you expect to be in your boo basket? If you were making it, yes, yes, a I would, platonic, I would, heterosexual boo basket. <laughs> well, what? Well, my, uh, <laughs> you know, if if you were making, I would expect a, I would expect a Disney Funko. Okay, who? I just, I just feel like there's millions of them around your place. 
uh, that would be a correct assumption. Um, may, maybe a maybe a nice Alabama coffee cup. Okay, we all need one of those or several. Maybe a, I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a Disney hat. Okay, I feel like Santa Claus right now. Sit yeah. on my lap. Tell me what you want for Christmas. <laughs> Oh, anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway, boo baskets, folks, go get your boo basket for your boo. Uh, It's Valentine's in October. (laughs) Hey, we can do a boo basket every month. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what we call it in November, but you know, um, uh, and we can't go with boo basket. I'll think of something. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a pun, right? How about a turkey tote? A turkey toe. I like that. Uh, a turkey toe. Um, hey. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Yeah. A turkey toe. Um, and then in December, we'll get a Santa sack. <laughs> oh, I just prefer a Christmas present. <laughs> I'll take that instead, please. Y'all can keep your, keep your Santa sacks. I don't want that. <laughs> Use that. <laughs> look if you're if you're giving somebody a santa sack this christmas we don't need to hear about it keep it off the air but the moral of the story get your boo a boo basket yeah get your boo a boo basket do something nice this halloween get them a scary mask and throw it in there uh we actually uh took the kids to spirit halloween the other day big shout out uh spirit halloween woo woo um and they have uh, these the old vintage Halloween mask this year, which I thought was pretty cool. Really, um, you know the old Dracula and yeah, the werewolf mask and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. So very nostalgic. Oh. Um, they also had some Star Wars masks in there that were cool. They were uh, they were movie quality masks. You would have you would have enjoyed it. Man, you remind me did I, did I send you speaking of Star Wars? Man, we're so off topic. But speaking that's of Star- cool, man. Whatever. <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, did I send you the um skywalker thing from like the early 80s that a buddy of mine sent me it's like a tree house but it's a skywalker with the speedster swing set on the bottom thing. i think you did i think you might have i vaguely remember something uh but i'm not 100 percent sure to be honest. yeah well i found one on ebay so all right so when's it coming uh, is it coming in my boo basket <laughs> Oh man. All right. In that case, I'll take a Santa sack this That's, year. There we go. There we go. <laughs> anyway, let's give the folks what they what they came here. They they came here to hear us talk about football. Uh specifically Bama football. We're gonna get there. We're gonna talk about some other things first going on around the wild and wonderful world of college football. We're gonna talk a little bit about since you're uh, matchups last week and then what's coming up but i know where chris is going and we need to get there so yeah, since, since you're in 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 the lovely state of florida yeah um, let's talk about mario cristobal not taking a knee. <laughs> let's talk about mario cristobal not taking a knee uh, and, lo- and losing <laughs> to georgia tech with by an ex-alabama wide receiver by the way uh man <laughs> What a way to go! You know this, this guy. You know, and I, I understand it. He's a he's a he's an habitual offender. He's done it twice before with a, with a game on the line. And and his OC Shannon Dawson takes the fall for it. Maybe the maybe the OC called it. You know, maybe he did. Um, maybe, but 
you take a knee and the game is done. It's iced. But even if he did call it, you know, your your head coach is right beside you, says, no, let's take a knee here because I don't screwed the pooch twice before. Do you think maybe there's the potential that quarterback and the OC weren't on the same page and for whatever? I mean, honestly, if you look at Milrow made the exact same mistake in the uh, Texas A&M game. Um, Luckily, it, it, you know, um, incomplete pass, but no big deal, no damage done. But pull him to you and say, you get in his face and you say, take a knee. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But he, I mean, in that situation, he didn't have time to do that. (laughs) But I mean, I I can understand a take a knee sounds a lot like, hey, throw the deep ball. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, similar syllable count there, but I mean, didn't they they ran the ball right? They handed the ball off to run it, they ran the ball and fumbled it and lost it. So, I mean, there had to be some kind of miscommunication. I mean, what's the point of running a play there unless you're trying to score points? And you're you're probably going to need to take a shot at the end zone to score points. So there had to be some kind of miscommunication. Something. I mean, I don't I don't know if he was trying to pay it a running back stats or what, but well, it hilariously backfired and handed Miami their first loss of the season. <laughs> the conference is now officially Florida State's to 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 win. It's 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 really theirs to lose, really. Well, it is. I mean, Florida State's going to win the ACC, and they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to go uh, undefeated unless somebody sneaks up like a <clears throat> Syracuse or somebody like that. Or a pretty good Duke surprises them. Who knows? Maybe. It's possible. It is very possible. We'll, we'll see. There's still six weeks of regular season football to be played, and a lot can happen, people. That's right. And so uh, we're coming up midway through October, and we know – that late October and November college football uh, can be brutal for people. We have seen teams get hype and hype and go six and zero, and then barely finish five hundred as the season comes to a close. And so uh, we'll see, man. We'll see what what, what happens. But um, that just you know, um, I, I do feel like even saying that the the kind of the college football picture is becoming a little bit more clear. It is. Um, just a little bit. It's still very chaotic this year. Um, you do, you know, you don't really have teams who who look unbeatable, um, but you have teams who are getting there. I don't, I don't, um, I'm going to be honest with you. And just from what I've seen, I believe every single team in the country is beatable. I do too. Uh, I, I do too. You don't have that typical Alabama or Georgia team that, you know, is out there dumb. Now I will say this and, and I don't want to give them credit, but um, what Georgia did to Kentucky was, was pretty scary to watch. If they put together a full game, uh, it's going to take a special team to beat them. Um, it really will. Um, the thing is, is, you know, they've got to put together a full game, uh, especially when they're on the road and uh, they've still got um, what's probably going to be an honorary Florida team to play. They still got, um, Mizzou to play, who almost beat them last year. That's right. Um, and that's really about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Over there. Over there. Uh, Tennessee, they still got to play Tennessee, right? They do. They still have to play they Tennessee. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, but the pitcher's starting to, to clear itself out a little bit. Um, there's some teams that definitely were officially excommunicated to Bill's delight uh, from the playoff picture uh, entirely last weekend, Notre Dame being one of them. Um, they're gone. They're officially 
bye-bye good riddance. Notre Dame will not be in the college football playoff this year. Um, after the uh, sports media, the college football talking heads, crown them your national championship and Sam Hartman, your Heisman Trophy winner after week zero. Pretty, uh, pretty funny stuff. Um, Ohio State seems to be coming alive offensively. They do. Uh, um, but there's a team in the SEC that uh, everybody wrote off a few weeks ago that is starting to come into their own. Um, and if they continue to grow, um, they're going to be a very tough team to beat in a few weeks. Um, Chris, any idea who that team is? Oh, dang it. You know, that reminds me of something that happened in 1926. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, I, I'm, I hope I know where you're going to, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that team's going to be Bama. I agree. I agree, guys. Um, you know, we got really excited uh, by that Alabama win against Texas A&M. And I think we can, we can all agree that um, despite the rough start in the first half of the game, uh, the close score doesn't really dictate what Bama did, uh, especially offensively in that second half of football. Um, Jalen Milrow and that offense are starting to come into their identity. The defense is there. That is an elite I'm going to say it, the best defense in college football this year. I agree. Resides in Tuscaloosa. Let me cut you off, you know. Sure, go ahead. We we have all been we have all been very hard on Jalen Bilbrey. Yeah, we have. We have. I we definitely have. have, admittedly so. And I had a conversation with someone during the game this past week, and, you know, they told me, they said, you know, he's, he's, he's just a kid. And, yeah. Our, as Bama fans, our expectations are high because we've been spoiled. Sure. And then sure. after some things Nick Saban said, <clears throat> I I want to apologize publicly to the University of Alabama football team because I have been very judgmental. And you know, and and now we're halfway through the season, and I think I think we're in a good spot to make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I want to get there. Um, but to your apology point, I'm not going to apologize. And you should. Um, well, I, because what sure. I've heard every year for the past seven years is go ahead, go ahead, hit me with it. I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but you should apologize. Well, look, <clears throat> I'll apologize for that, but I'm not going to apologize for being critical of Jalen Milrow in this offense. Jalen Milrow in this offense is the only reason Alabama is not a top five team right now and undefeated. Right. Um, they lost at home to Texas because they were inept, had nothing to do with the defense, had nothing to do with Kevin Steele, had nothing to do with Nick Saban. It had to do with Jalen Milrow in that offense. Um, and we're, we're still seeing signs of that same offense as they grow, um, hence all the false start penalties that, by the way, I know I, I, know I said A&M was going to win that game. But everything I said about why AM would win that game, which did happen, Alabama just scored more points. <laughs> so, um, but I'm not going to apologize for the other reason because, yes, they are kids. And you're right, we are spoiled. Um, we do have high expectations for our quarterbacks because of the last four we've had. Um, but at the same time, if we lack that standard, you know, if Coach Saban lacks that standard, which a lot of people claim he has, and that's been 
the culture problem that you see in the past couple seasons at Alabama uh, or the main reason for it. If we as fans lack that standard, are we hypocrites? Because all I'm doing is holding those players accountable to the standard that my head coach has preached at me for 15 years. Well, you see what I'm saying? Maybe we're hypocrites. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, here, here it is. Here's the way I see it. You know, he, he's preached to us about the standard and the process. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen him up until just a little while ago. We've seen Saban on the sidelines with a fire in him. Yeah. And then it just disappeared. It did. It did. And um saw it come back in the Mississippi State game. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the A&M game, it wasn't there again. You know, it was missing. Until the second half. Until the second half. <laughs> Yeah. I think we need to see it just like he tells us. We need to be in our seats all four quarters. Mm -hmm. We need to see that fire from him all four quarters. I agree with that. I I do agree with that. Um, But I'm I'm wondering, and to your point a minute ago, I think some of the issue is not, you know, not being critical of Jalen Milrow as a quarterback uh, because the expectations are high, but um, maybe also finding a balance and understanding that he is this is his first year as the guy in Tuscaloosa, and he there's going to be growing pains. He's got to grow into that role, um, much like Tua and Bryce Young. You know, we expect this guy to come onto the field and make an immediate impact and win a Heisman in his you know in his first season or be in New York <clears throat> in his first season. Um, that's not going to happen. He's he's got to grow into the role. Um, you know, he made a comment earlier in the week. Um, regarding uh, snap counts and, you know, some of the mistakes that are happening on the snaps are on him because he's he's not vocalizing the snap counts correctly. You know, small things like that. Um, I I think we have to, where I failed is just being patient and understanding that, to your point, he is a kid and he does have to grow into being the quarterback. We expect where I was wrong is assuming that he's not talented enough to grow into that because we're, these past three weeks, we're seeing it. We're seeing it happen. Uh, big props to Jermaine Burton. Yes. Um, the guy had a an amazing game. Um, what was it, 189 yards through the air? Um, he helped his quarterback out. He stepped up, him, Isaiah Bond. Um, you know, they stepped up uh, to help the quarterback out. But we're still seeing a lot of the same pre-snap problems. Um, we're still seeing some, you know, we, we were joking about the, uh, the pass. Um, on first down uh, to close out the game uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, that was obviously a misread and a misunderstanding of the situation by Jalen Milrow. Um, those those are the kind of things that we have to be patient with. Um, sadly, they caught up with us against Texas, but at this point in the season, everything's in front of Alabama. And, you know, and, and I've, I've went back and, I, I've, you know, we you, you do it just like I do it. You take the time, you go back and you rewatch every game. Yeah, you kind of calm down and yeah. And you and you and 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 you read the game and, and you you're not in the moment anymore. Yeah. Bro has he I think the best thing that happened to him was sitting out. Uh yeah, I agree. And I I think that was the best thing, not just for him, it was the best thing for the fans. Yes. Uh because we saw everybody was yelling for Tyler Buckner and we saw Tyler Buckner has no business playing quarterback at that level. No, 
He is nowhere near ready for that. Um, I think Ty Simpson is close. I think Ty Simpson's probably the better quarterback compared to Jalen Milrow. Um, but Simpson also doesn't have a feel for pressures. But you know, you know, I, I noticed something with Milrow, and I get it. Your 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 quarterback at that level, and you've got and when the, when they stack the box on you or they're bringing seven or eight, mm-hmm. you've got that pressure on you. Your first instinct is to leave the pocket. Yeah, I've noticed when he has pressure, and and he 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 stays in the pocket. He can make some wonderful throws. Yeah, he did, he did that again. I noticed that he did that against A and M, which I think is is important to note because that is hands down the best pass rush that we're going to see all year. Playoffs, national championship, whatever happens, we will not see a better pass rush than Texas A and M. Um, and he did, he, he stayed in that pocket. Uh, not only did he stay in the pocket, he moved up in the pocket to make some throws, right. which is a lot of us have been waiting to see him do that. Um, you know, he's, he's got a scary tendency to roll out to the right. Uh, and when he does, you know, they bring a corner and then he can't get away and he gets sacked. Milrow is responsible for a lot of his sacks. Um, not necessarily the offensive line, but um, I, yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I, I think we are seeing Milrow grow into the position of quarterback and I, the ceiling for this offense is, is very, very, very high. And the rest of the country should be on notice. And I think that the people in, you know, ESPN, SEC network, CBS, whatever, that actually know football and have played the game in the past 20 years, they would agree with me. Like, I, you know, Alabama, if that offense figures it out with the special teams unit that they have, especially with that defense, they can beat, they can not only beat, they could potentially dominate anybody in the country. Right. And that includes playing a Texas again. That includes a Georgia and Atlanta. That includes whoever you want to put in the playoffs. Yep. That is a big if. But if Bama, Bama has not reached their peak yet offensively. No, um, they haven't. It's coming together piece by piece, uh, surely. And this is kind of what Nick Saban said before the season started. He said, look, I don't know if this team can win a national championship. Or, or he said, I don't know if this team will win a national championship, but I know that they, you know, they they have moments where they're good enough. To that's win. right. Um, and that's what he's talking about. And, you know, if you can create that consistent level of, of high caliber play um, at e- each and every game, especially, you know, late in the season when we go to Auburn um, or in Atlanta, which a, a couple of years ago when Bama went to Atlanta, that's when they peaked offensively. And then they had that, you know, um, they, they went and laid an egg in the um, championship game after their receiver went down. But um, man, there is, there is the, look, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I did this last year um, after we lost to Tennessee and then we went and crapped the bed against LSU but there is nobody else in the West uh, or East that should beat Alabama the yeah. rest of this season. Um, so assuming that Bama is growing into what we think they are or could be, Alabama's on a crash course with Georgia for Atlanta for a playoff spot. Everything is out in front of this team. They're in control of their own destiny. If Bama goes to Atlanta and beats an undefeated Georgia, they're getting into the playoff. There is nothing anybody else can do about it. It's going to happen. Um, go ahead. No, I, I just 
and and you know we 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 say that and depending on how the rest of the season plays out we we've seen it before i don't see a two loss team getting in i don't either not this year not not now but the possibility is always there depending on depending on what happens with yeah i mean if, if if bama takes a road loss uh, at Auburn, a, a one one point loss at Auburn, and then still wins the West and goes and beats Georgia by fourteen points the next week. What do you do with them? That's a different story there. What do you What do you do with them? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I know I know Feinbaum touched on it. I, I can't remember when, and you know, I don't I don't listen to Feinbaum a lot um, because he's not paying me to call in and like all the other ones. Sure. He also has never played a snap of football in his life, but no, you know, you know, if I'm not mistaken, fine bombs the reason that Auburn basketball was put on probation. Probably, I think I think he broke the story. Probably, he's also the reason. um, Never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, But I I think Bama is sitting in a a perfect position. What are we ranked? Tenth or eleventh? We're 11 in the AP poll. We're 10 in the coaches. Bama, let, let's not talk about – we're not going to talk about the championship game. Let's forget about the SEC championship game right now. I believe if Bama wins out, we beat every – we win out, we beat Auburn. I see Bama with the possibility of being number three or four in the country going in – to the SEC championship games. Potentially. They'll be a top five team if they went out. I mean, you got to think about this. Oregon and Washington play this week. Yeah, exactly. They're going to move into one the top them, ten. If they beat Arkansas, they're moving into the top ten this week. One of them's losing. You get you, you mm-hmm. got number eight and number nine. Mm-hmm. One of them's losing. We mm-hmm. and Washington and USC play. Yep. You've got Michigan, Ohio State playing later in the year. Right. Then you you still got Oregon and USC to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's yeah. there's going to be a lot of movement in that top ten. Week eleven, Penn State and Michigan play. Right, exactly. So, so there, uh, you're right. Teams lose. Yeah, but here here's here's the thing. All Alabama needs to do. You're right. Like they don't need to be focused on playing a Georgia and Atlanta or a playoff spot. That that offense. Well, first of all, defensively, they need to keep playing at the level they're playing at, and do their best to avoid injury. Um, offensively, um, they have to get better every single week. Um, they have to get better. Like I said, that offense hasn't reached its ceiling yet. Uh, I think if they do, they're going to be close to unbeatable if they do. Um, because eventually teams aren't going to be able to stack the box against Jalen Milrow. If he, if he does to Arkansas what he did against Texas A&M, uh, your your Tennessees, your Kentuckys, your LSU's aren't going to be able to stack the box to stop the stop him from running. Um, and so, you know, it's it's week by week right now. Um, we made the mistake last year after losing to Tennessee as fans um, and going and winning a couple of big you know games on the road um, by a couple of points getting really excited about the potential of Alabama still making a playoff. And then what happens, they start looking ahead at a potential Georgia game and they lose against a pretty bad LSU team. Now, the difference this year is we don't have Pete Golden dropping our best pass rushers into coverage every play and 
you know, <laughs> having one down lineman on the field <laughs> on third down and things like that. Um, so we'll see. Um, I will say for this this coming up week, um, Bama's got Arkansas. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Um, I fully expect them to look sluggish and rough for a little bit in that game. Uh, I think this is Bama's first 11 o'clock game, or was USF was their first 11 o'clock game, wasn't it? Was that 11? Was it? Was that game at 11? I think it was. Yeah, I think it, it was at 11. Um, which is another reason they look the way they did, I think. But, um, you know, they're coming off a big road win. Um, that was a big statement win for Alabama, despite what the scoreboard shows. Sure. Um, and despite what any Texas A&M fan is going to tell you about penalties. I can't, dude. Have you seen A&M fans complaining about having to beat the refs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, 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 heard, I've heard stories and – I've went back and I'm like I say I watched the game again and yeah no they just they they're looking for something to make an excuse with and let's just admit yeah. we lost. Well, that it's that and they they know that that score, they know that score was much sh- should have been much more lopsided than it was. Bama should have won that game by fourteen seventeen points. Oh, definitely. And um, which has been the case with a lot of the teams they played this year. Um, you know, a couple things go wrong or go differently in the Ole Miss game, and they blow Ole Miss out by 20, 25 points. A couple things happen differently in the Texas game. They beat Texas by at least a touchdown. Um, you know, so they're just looking for, you know, for something. But, you know, when you have a, a, an egregious um, blindside block call, <laughs> bring back a touchdown, pull it off the board, and then you've got a, a uh, defensive lineman whose finger – touches the face mask of the quarterback on the pass rush and they get a rush in the passer to extend a drive that they score late in the game on, you know, stuff like that. But, um, man, this Alabama team is, they're coming together and at least it feels like they are. And if they do, um, look out, Uh, you know, for everybody who started the whole fire Tommy Reese um, bandwagon after week one, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Twitter. Uh, Bama fans on Twitter are some of the worst. But uh, Reese is doing a great job. I think I think he is. Um, I don't. You know, there there's sometimes I, I'm where I'm watching and I'm like, what are, what are you doing? But sure, I mean, but you know, there's a reason that we're on the couch and he's in the booth headset on. Right, right. Now, something I, <laughs> I will say, he did, he did try to bring Tyler Buckner he, he, to Tuscaloosa. That was a bad move. Yeah, but you know what, we, uh, Buckner is he a senior or junior this year? I got no idea, uh, no clue. Yeah, well, either way, he's either going to be gone or in the portal. So, yeah, yeah, he won't be, he won't be at the University of Alabama next year. Um, I think your quarterbacks will be. Uh, probably Milrow again, uh, Ty Simpson and uh, Julian Satan. Yeah, I think you'll probably lose Dylan Lonergan. I'm sure we will. Uh, which stinks, but the, you know, best to him. I completely get it. I understand. What, what What can you? I mean, you think about it, these kids. You, you, you got a quarterback room that's stacked. What, sure. What do you do? I mean, what, what do you do if you know? Well, I'm I'm going to be number three or four. Yeah. If I'm if I'm Lonergan, I think I wait. Um, until next season's over, when Milrow is gone, 
and see if I can compete for the starting job. And if I'm not going to get it, that's when I make my decision to go ahead and head out. But Jalen Hurts. Yeah, hit the, hit the portal and go to Oregon and, and light it up. Yeah, go win a Heisman and then lose in the playoffs. That's it. Hey. Um, but, oh, you know what? Yeah, whatever. You're going to be a first-round draft pick. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, speaking of the Heisman, who's your Heisman favorite right now? Man, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, but. you put me on the spot. And you know that changes every week. It does, and that's okay. And and because you see, you you see one kid, you know, one week they light it up, and then the next week another one lights it up, and this one doesn't have as great a game. Right. Um, but right now, front runner, and you know, I don't know if I've, I haven't listened to any talking heads lately um, mm-hmm. because it's just rat poison. Sure. Brock Bowers. I'm with you. Um, I think Brock Bowers right now is the second or third betting favorite for the Heisman Trophy. Caleb Williams obviously is the favorite to repeat. Um, but let me let me let me interrupt you. Yeah. If Oregon wins out in the pack, yes, whatever number they are this year. Yeah. I think you're gonna and, and Bo Nix keeps playing the way he is. I think you're gonna see Bo Nix in, in the top two of the votes. Let me ask you a question, man. Didn't somebody preseason say keep an eye on Bo Nix as a dark horse for the Heisman? Wasn't that me? I don't remember who it was. It could have been you, me, Bill. It was me. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I've been saying it all off season. Uh, you, know, we, you say so much, we don't pay attention. So That's fair. That is completely fair. Um, but, yes, I did. I've been saying it all off season. Um, I think Bo Nix is going to be your Heisman Trophy winner this year. I think, and maybe I, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself before we do picks in in a few minutes. But hey, it's, hey, it's you're not you're not getting ahead of yourself. But it's I mean, Bo Nix is uh, the best thing he, that ever happened was getting away from Auburn. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, it really makes you. Uh, it really puts the the firing of of Gus Malzahn into perspective. Maybe. Um, uh, you know, maybe they just didn't have the staff to help them. Uh, maybe the SEC is really just that different than the Pac-12, um, which I think is probably the reason he's performing so well. Uh, I fully expect him to run into a brick wall uh, named Georgia or or Alabama or somebody like that in the playoffs. But and every week, every season in the Pac-12, um, I, I remember, you know, I can remember – you not too long ago you know every week you were seeing georgia put 70 points a week up and it's because they don't play defensive football out west sure no you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right but i will say um you know typically what happens what we see with these uh high-flying offensive teams when they make the playoffs they do run into an sec school um, Oklahoma has been a great example. They've played Alabama. They played Georgia. Um, they did have a year where they kind of uh, had a shootout with with Georgia. Um, the year Kyler Murray played against Alabama, Bama got up big, and then Oklahoma came back for a little bit, and then Bama ended up pulling away. But right. typically, what happens is is they their offenses get shut out. I will say this: outside of Alabama, there's not a very dominant defense in the SEC this year. Um, Georgia is good, but their secondary is is nowhere near as good as it's been the past two years. Um, which still, I, I still think there's the potential for them to lose a regular season game. You know, 
Um, I was looking. I was looking at Georgia's schedule going out through the rest of the season, and that's. Let me let me get it. Let's get pulled up here. Of course, they play the powerhouse Vanderbilt this week. So, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and and it it is in Nashville. Watch out. That's it. Um. Then, if I'm not mistaken, next week they're off. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the week before they play Florida, they'll be off. Exactly, and then, and then, like you said, they they play uh, they play Florida in Gainesville at two. No, that that game will be in Jacksonville. Or is that a Jacksonville? Yeah, they never play that game at either one. They play it in Jacksonville. Is that what they do? Okay. Yeah, they the uh, biggest outdoor cocktail parties, stupid name, whatever, but. <laughs> Um, pretty much both fan bases hate each other so much it's Nobody not cares, safe really. to go to it's it's, it's stupid <laughs> blitz mama blitz blitz mama blitz and then and then of course and then week 10 mizzou goes to Georgia. loss for mizzou and then oh that old miss goes to georgia now that will be an interesting game. It will be. Uh, because Ole Miss, to me, is the best offense in the SEC. That's right. Um, whether people want to admit it or not, uh, LSU is up there. Their offense is good. But uh, Ole Miss is, is, is sneaky good. And they have the wide receivers to stretch that field. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll find out how good if, – if Georgia's defense is good enough to win a national championship this year against Ole Miss. Um, you know, when they got Tennessee after Ole Miss, I'm assuming. Um, Tennessee is after Ole Miss, and they will be in Knoxville. Okay. All right. Maybe uh, Tennessee will knock off another number one this year. You know, they could. Um, somebody get a – somebody get a uh, – what is it called? I don't know. Um, a GoFundMe ready for some new goalposts. Oh, oh, because they're going in the river, you can bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay. There's going to be new Christmas ornaments and everything this year. You know, I'll tell you what. You know, if, if, if I was a UT fan, I would I would march those goalposts right down to Gatlinburg. <laughs> <laughs> if you were a UT fan, we wouldn't be doing a show together. We probably would. I mean, hey, speaking no. of you. I can't you, stand you remember, what was the guy's name that played at Florida that got on YouTube and just trolled Tennessee, acted like a Tennessee fan? Do you remember that guy? Let me, man. He played at Florida? Yeah, he was a – I don't know if he was a linebacker or what he was. That sounds like a Brandon Spice to me. <laughs> that sounds like something Brandon Spice would do. And I got to – I gotta look it up, and I hope I don't cut. I don't know that I know what you're talking about. I I learned so much from you guys on this show. Um, Luther Ogle, he played Luther Ogle. Um, All right then, Batesy. What was Bates? Bates. I don't know. I don't know. We need Bill. Bill knows everybody who's ever played a down of football. That's his value. Basically, paint. He he ended up being becoming an artist somehow. A troll artist, James James Bates, if I'm not mistaken, who he was, and he played. He played at Florida. 
He he was a linebacker on the '96 national championship team. That's funny. And man, hmm. he he, I will have to send you the videos. He he does some. He he's dressed up like the typical UT fan. Skull snuff dip running down his face. <laughs> um, got a got a got a son named Old Smokey. Old, old Smokey, volunteers. No, yeah, we're, go Vols. We're in charge of naming the mascot. Go Vols. I love that guy, man. Oh, he's something else, man. I love that guy. Back on topic, I, I think Georgia can easily drop a, a regular season game. No, yeah, I agree. I I, I do agree. Um, I still would say that they might. Should I mean we just have to sit back and watch it play out? Right. Man, Braves are stinking it up. Well, that's because you're a Braves fan. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's ugh, that's rough. Anyway, all right. Rough being a Dodgers fan. So. I know, man. On, on to a sport that matters. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, we got a really good. Go ahead. Let me ask you this: we come, We're playing Arkansas this week. I yeah. I expect I expect us to cover the spread. I don't. But I do think that KJ will give our defense some problems early. I do too, and I, I honestly don't think it's going to be a bad thing that he does. Um, I think it will be, but I, I think I think once they adjust, that's it. It's it's it. yeah, yeah, and that that was that was kind of my point. Is it's going to give them something new to look at and to consider? Um, you know, something that they may see later on down the road. Um, especially playing, you know, what's his name, Jalen Daniels at uh, LSU or Joe Milton at Tennessee or, heck, even this uh, quarterback at Kentucky in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, seeing those kind of guys, it, it'll be helpful. K.J. Jefferson's a big dude. Uh, he's not easy to bring down. So my hope is that they just get in there, get a W, and then get out and nobody else gets hurt. Nobody have too much fun the night before homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Just go in there, take care of business, get better, identify some stuff you can do. Um, who do they have the next week? Uh, Tennessee, right? You know, we're we're really not great fans. You know, Willie. My understanding, Roll Tide Willie. Um, yes, we have Tennessee next week. Yeah, that makes sense. But you know, I, I tell you what. Um, I think we should all be fans like Willie. Chris, I, I feel like you're messing with me because you know how much I loathe well, that individual. What I mean is we should all be that passionate. No, uh, you know, no, the, definitely not. The first, the first video I ever saw of that guy, they they gave him a, a jersey at a gas station there in their local town to hang out at. Yeah, I, I remember that oh, video. I thought he was going to blitz and tackle these little kids. I I thought something was wrong. Nothing's wrong. He's just Willie. He's barefoot Willie. Well, Willie, um, I don't know. Willie, uh, I'm going to pray for Willie. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Well, I mean, you know. Have, have, I don't want to talk you, terrible about the man. I just, I'm not talking bad about anybody. But, you know, the guy's found his niche on TikTok. He he does taste tests of different alcoholic beverages, and he he gives them ratings. That 
Um, not only sounds undependable, it, it also sounds like something he would do. Um, but you know, is he trying moonshines or is it like legitimate it's, beverages it's I can a, go buy at the store? Beverages. They they the companies will send them to him. Here's, maybe he's maybe he's actually a lot smarter than us and has this figured out. <laughs> the way I look at it, if anyone is getting paid on TikTok, they're smarter than us. That's true. Have I ever told you I had a TikTok video go viral? You may have. Which which I sure did. It was a video that my son took of our fat little tabby cat. He put an audio, a very inappropriate audio to it. I remember. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I posted it two years ago, the night before Thanksgiving, just to see what would happen. And it, it had like 26 million views last time I checked it. You never posted anything else that went viral. Uh, I, I had a couple things that did okay after that. Then it kind of phased off. Um, is... I got to an argument with some lady. Uh, I posted a, people were kind of fascinated by all of our pets. And so I was like, okay, there's our niche. We'll just post about our animals. Yeah. And uh, I posted a video with one of my, with my son's bearded dragon. And uh, this one lady who is, I guess, a bearded dragon aficionado decided to just destroy me and tell me how terrible of a caretaker I am because I had some kind of substrate in the tank and the dragon was already like eight years old. You, you know, um, all you needed to tell her was bless you. Well, she kept tagging me in videos and well, she wanted like making stuff up about how like I had multiple animals in one tank and they were killing each other. And I was not like, you. I, I have no idea. She, this lady was off her. It's not, she was nuts. Like you had, the cat and Bentley in the tank with it. Dude, I, I don't know, man. She was going crazy, but uh, I posted a video in response to her. Um, kids in the tank. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and that one did okay. And then I posted a video of our, our German Shepherd doing some of her tricks, and that one did really well. And then I just quit posting. Well, you know, um, I don't blame you. You know, I took a break from TikTok. felt like it was well, maybe killing my brain cells. Maybe you should you know what? You're in a perfect city. Maybe, maybe you should do food blog videos of restaurants and, and I should, I should, you know, people love food. They love people that rank alcoholic beverages. Okay. I could do shrimp and grit. I, so I, something that's really big down here where I'm at is shrimp and grits. I'm surprised they know what grits are down there. Man, they do it well. I'm they, not gonna lie to you. They do shrimp and grits well. Um, I thought they quit. I thought after you got past Tallahassee, grits were done. No, no, they still have more. I'm at. I'm not that far south of Jacksonville, yeah. and so um, now you go about 20 miles down 95, and no, you're not gonna find any of that. But um, yeah, they stopped serving the sweet tea at McDonald's and stuff. But uh, <laughs> my, you know, today is my son's 17th birthday, and uh, he's taking a uh, cold. cold Happy birthday Go. to you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him to listen. And so he's uh he's taking a culinary class as an elective this year because he likes to cook. And um for an assignment, he had to make shrimp and grits. Let me tell you, man, he made the best shrimp and grits I've ever had. So he decided you are, you, you're bragging on them. So when I come down, guess what he's gotta cook? Yeah, I got it. We'll do it, man. They are good, man. Uh, he made them again tonight. He insisted on making them himself because he said we'd screw it up. Well, look, um, but man, amazing. I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. If he's listening, you can't be a famous chef just on shrimp and grits. I'm just saying that. 
No, he so he he is uh he also smokes meat. He knows how to smoke meat really really well. <laughs> um, he gets he gets that from his dad. Uh, you yeah. know the joke that there's a certain time in a man's life where he's got to make the decision to get really into. I, World I can War attest to that. I know because I have had several smoked butts at your place. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. I I haven't done it in about a year because I got nobody to really smoke meat for down here. Yeah. Maybe that'll change maybe, one day. Maybe. maybe. You know, I tell you what, I'm, I know a good. You know, I, I'm I'm looking at you know finding you a, a position at one of the places here, so you can just move to Mobile. Uh, I would, man. I'll be on my way. So yeah. I will be on my way. How's the housing market there? Because it's crazy. You know, the housing market's crazy everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's kind of rough. Yeah. It's, as long uh, as we can keep you out of Fair Hope, you'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Um, I'm, I'm worried my kids are never going to be able to afford to buy a house. <laughs> well, that's just, uh, you know what? Hey, you, in, in 20 years, it won't matter because you'll be maybe retired and or dead. One of the two. <laughs> Either way. Prison. Who knows? You know, get a good education and make a lot of money. That's what I did. And I'm getting there. I'm on my way, man. I'm on my way. So, you know, I mean, hey, we, we do what we can do. You know, me, I'm I'm still, you know minimum wage and uh, that's no education so it's okay though i'm i've got a semi-famous podcast between three of my friends and that's all that listen to it so yeah we're gonna get there though we're gonna get there we're gonna blow up we're gonna quit our day jobs and eventually we're gonna work on the sec network we're gonna take paul feinbaum's job phone. i don't want his job because i don't want to have to deal with the people he deals with on the daily no but that's the thing we'll be we'll be so will be so influential. We don't have to cater, you know, Fine Bomb is not powerful enough to to make it without those people. You know, we 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 will be. Well you know that's the difference. You know you say that and 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 I know I know to a point you're kind of joking and you're kind of not, but if you look at it, you don't you don't see um Cowherd doing it. You don't see Skip Bayless doing it. That's because they don't need it. Yeah. This is this is the sole reason I don't like Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum has made a career off of uh making Alabamians look dumb. Like we needed any help. You know doing what? That. They they love that guy. Sure. That, yeah, that's because uh, never mind. Never mind. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how much we'll see how much uh, you know, once Alabama actually slips off and isn't competing for national championships every year and Feinbaum says that out loud on a consistent basis, yeah. we'll see how much they love him. We'll see how quick that he, he dies in that market. Yeah. Uh, it's coming. It, it, it's coming eventually, but uh, yeah, I don't like Paul Feinbaum. I, I think, I think they gathered that. Hey, uh, so have you, have you thought about what, if, if, you know, you asked me earlier. So if, if I gave you a boo basket, what would you want in your boo basket? Uh, um, in my boo basket, let's see right now. Um, I'm going to be bougie about my boo basket. I knew this was coming. Am I allowed? Can I be bougie? Go ahead. Okay. So, um, again, not a sponsor of the show. It's something I'm actually working on. But um, if you guys uh, stop in at your local Bucky's or go to Roosevelt's.com, that's R-S-V-L-T-S.com, you're going to find these great fandom shirts. Um, I've been wearing them for a long time. They send me a lot of them. Um, I actually wear them 
uh, for another job that I do on the side writing uh, for Disney. Um, but anyway, um, or well, not for Disney, but for a third party. So, um, but anyway, you're saying you want a shirt. Well, what? Yes, I want to. I want to. Well, I, not a shirt. They actually just dropped the line of hoodies, of athletic hoodies, uh, performance hoodies, and I'm wearing one right now. The one I'm wearing right now, you can't see it, but it's a vintage hoodie, and it features scenes from The Empire Strikes Back. I'll send you a picture. Uh, I'll post it on Twitter when we're done here. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, so I'd want one of those. Um, I would like, um, you know what? I'm just to piss everybody off. I would like a few bags of candy corn. A few bags. You know, let me let me let me talk about candy corn for a minute. Okay. Um, I would get you your candy corn, but I would make the candy corn mix that I learned to make years ago. Okay. Um, I think you would enjoy it. I think you'd love it. Really. Is it like a sweet, salty? Type? It kind of, it kind of is. But yeah. I'm not okay. Key to making this mix perfect is the pumpkins. The dude, yes, that's what I was gonna say. I, I only want the pumpkins. You, you the pumpkins are amazing. You have to get it all. You have to get the regular candy corn, the burnt candy corn, the pumpkins. It's it's got peanuts and and, and Reese's in it, and it's amazing. Okay. All right. All right. Bring it. Do you know what? Um, give me those and give me a pair of oofas. <laughs> is that what they're called? Is that is that those slippers that Bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hospital <laughs> the recovery sandals. Man, I, look, they they look like something that if if you were in Shady Oaks, you know. <laughs> they, they, Waiting to get called home, they they would make you wear those. It's a, yeah, they do. They do. Uh, Bill, you know what? I get Bill's comfortability over style. You I know guess. what? Bill's at that age. It's he's practical. It's, man. It's, it's it's what's comfortable. It doesn't have to match. Exactly. He doesn't. Yeah, that's it. He's good. He said, "As long as Benma wins, I that's don't care." Love you, Bill, but. You know, you don't have to wear your pants above your belly button. That's true, man. You also don't have to tuck in your T-shirt. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. Chris, we are at uh, an hour, man. I think we should get to some picks. I think we should. Let's uh, let's see what we got here. Um, you know, right now, after last week, and I, and just I'm, I'm going to throw this out here if I've got my – but I don't have my – Paper from last week, and if I don't, it is what it is. That's okay. Um, um, um I just, I, I just received your, uh, your, your message, and it's okay if you do that. Oh, um, got it. <laughs> but, uh, Come on, man. <laughs> you, you, I just, I just shared something very intimate <laughs> with Chris via text message. To let him know where I stand, uh, you know, kind of on our timetable here. <laughs> well, right now we picked seventy games this year. Um, yeah, Bill is forty correct. I thought terrible. I'm at forty-one. You're at forty-six. So since since it's it's going away, baby. Since it's intimate time, we'll move on with this. Uh, okay. 
We got Oregon at Washington. Washington is favored by three. Who you got? Um, first of all, let's you got Bill's picks, right? I do have Bill's picks. If I remember correctly, Bill picked Washington for that game. Bill did. Let me let me see. I'm going to um Bill did Bill picked Washington. Okay. I'm gonna take, man. I'm gonna take Bo Nix. I do like that pick. I think Washington is a very good team. I think they're one of the best offenses in the country. Um, but I think Oregon's just got more firepower, man. And for, there's something about Oregon. They're flying under the radar. Um, give me Bo Nix and the and the Mighty Ducks. You know, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. You you don't hear a lot of talk about Oregon. You don't. You don't. It's probably because they play at two o'clock in the morning. And that's, that's, that's it. But, and you know, with that said, I, I'm going. I'm going. Quack quack. Let's go, man. All right. You just have to. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm trying to save our SEC picks for last. Uh, Okay. USC at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by three in this one. I'm I'm actually going to take Notre Dame. I don't see them taking back-to-back losses. I will say they looked rough last week, but USC did not look good against Arizona. No, they did not. They didn't. Caleb Williams had to put that team on his back. Um, I don't know that if he can do that and be successful two weeks. What did they go to three overtimes? Had to beat him in three overtimes. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Irish on this Bill, game. Bill, we know Bill is a Notre Dame. He took, let me guess. He he took he took USC. Bill picked USC just strictly off of motion. Wow. Look, USC goes down. Um Oregon beats Washington. Bama moves up to nine or eight next week in the AP poll. On this one, I've got to go with Notre Dame. I don't I don't think USC is what the media makes them to be. No, they're not. Caleb Williams is a good quarterback, um, but he's he's not the best quarterback in the country. And I don't I don't think Sam takes two losses. Bingo. I agree. He, the the kid, I, I know people hate him, but the kid, he he he's a damn fine quarterback. Yeah, he's a seasoned veteran quarterback. It's you know, it's he's played a lot of football. I agree with you. I, I don't think he's gonna take two losses in a row. And they're gonna come out on top, man not going to matter when the season's over because they're not making the playoffs, but they're going to upset USC's bid. That's right. Um, let's see. Moving on, we have got Miami at North Carolina, the Tar Heels favored by three and a half. Give me the Tar Heels. And I don't think it's going to take a miraculous fumble at the end of the game this time either. Uh, Bill picked Tar Heels, and I'm going to go with you, you, you guys on this one. I think – I just think – just a head-to-head matchup. North Carolina's got them. It's I agree. Any Miami fans thought there was hope? There's not hope. Is your season? Nope. There's not. It it, it doesn't matter. Uh, the ACC belongs to FSU. That's it. And they're going to go get sacrificed to an SEC team in the playoffs. Here, here's one that, that could be interesting. UCLA at Oregon State. Oregon State's only favored by three and a half. Uh, the game's at Oregon State. It is. Yeah, give me the beeves. Taking the beeves. Bill also picked the beeves, and I got to go with it just because it's – Just because I, of Bucky. Spread is – I think Vegas got this one wrong. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think they cover pretty well. Oh, they do. I, I'm going with Oregon State also. Um, North Carolina State at Duke. Duke favored by three and a half. Duke all day. I think Duke is a much improved football team. I don't think they're just a basketball school anymore. 
Um, I think that as the uh, playoff expands starting next season, you're going to start to see Duke make some noise. Definitely. definitely. Bill went with Duke. And, and is, is a quarterback back this week? Um, I don't think it matters. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with Duke just because the hometown boys are quarterback. I like it. I like the yeah, Let's move into some SEC stuff. Um, Bring them. A&M at UT. Whoo, this is a tough game. Um, about three and a half. I haven't watched a lot of Tennessee football this year. Um, I did I did watch them get embarrassed at Florida, um, which made me think that Florida had maybe turned the corner. Uh, and then Florida went and just laid an egg against the Kentucky team that Georgia destroyed. Um, so give me A&M. And, and I'm saying that solely on the basis that uh, I want Texas A&M's loss to Alabama to look that much better for Bama. Bill, Bill went with A&M, and I'm going to have to go with A&M because I think these kids are going to be angry. I do, too. I also think that um, I will say this, uh, and I know Alabama's offensive line isn't one of the best in the country. They're, they're, they're becoming more solid, yeah. but Texas A&M's pass rush is I, – I questioned it coming into last week's game, but they're legit. And Joe Milton has not been good outside of the pocket. And he's going to be running for his life a lot. Uh, it doesn't matter that it's in Newland. It's going to be uh, a tough day for him. Yeah, I agree too. And But I will say this. If Tennessee wins, and but let me ask you this. If, if Tennessee beats A&M, do mm-hmm. they rush the field? No, no, they'll save that for Bama and Georgia. Well, not Bama because the game's in Tuscaloosa, but uh, they'll save that for a potential Georgia. Well, you know, you know how, you know, Tennessee, they, they get confused. They might. Who knows, man, at this point? Like, I mean, you got teams rushing the field because they beat, uh, what, Colorado State or what? I don't know, man. Who, who knows yeah. at this point? College football is a freaking clown show this year. I mean, Ole Miss rushed it when they beat LSU, correct? They did. They did. But Ole Miss is a, you know, <laughs> They're allowed to do that just because, you know, I, I, I actually like Ole Miss. I always have. They're, they're one of those they're one of those programs that every now and again they'll get Alabama, but they're not, you know, they're, they're not the team you worry about, but they're just – they're fun, man. Like, they're a fun team. Their fans are fun. Um, it's a good school. It's a great school, beautiful campus. And I love Lane Kiffin, man. Absolutely love him, So Everybody loves Lane, but – Yeah, I know. Except for Nick, baby. <laughs> All right, Auburn at LSU. LSU favored by eleven. Uh, Auburn has some serious deficiencies offensively that haven't gotten much better. Um, they've got some gaps that need to be filled. I'm sure Hugh Freeze will address that in the off season. Um, things do look up for Auburn. Uh, Hugh Freeze, I think, is the right hire. Um, but I'm just I'm going to take LSU on this one. Um, I actually would like to see Auburn win it and go ahead and just. Um, Make that LSU game versus Alabama meaningless for LSU, but uh, yeah, give me the Tigers. He'll pick LSU. <laughs> you didn't get my joke there, man. Give me the Tigers. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm a- go Tigers. Well, you know, I agree with you. Auburn does have deficiencies, and yes, Hugh Freeze got them on the right track. Going into, I don't let me look. What time is let me see what time this game is. If now, if, it, uh, if it's an 11 o'clock kickoff, you know, watch out. I, don't, I can't remember because, you know, I'm 
I can't imagine that's an 11 o'clock game. Maybe it is. Neither team is very good. It is, but you know, I could make this use work. It is six feet in Death Valley. Mm, Give me a You know what? I'm going to say go Tigers. I'm picking Auburn. Okay. All right. I, you know what? I, I can see it happening. I really can. I don't think it's going to, but uh, Jaden Daniels is, is, is having a year, so we'll see. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's Auburn. It, it is, man. They they it, it, Look, Louisiana is known for, you know, voodoo and hoodoo and all that stuff, but nobody, nobody touches that mess uh, uh, as, as, as much as Auburn does. Some of the wacky stuff they pull out of their tail, um, so just wait. I mean, you might be onto something there. So, Missouri at Kentucky. Kentucky's favored by two and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Tigers on this one. Um, I think Kentucky is coming off a beatdown from Georgia. I think they're vulnerable. I think they're maybe questioning who they are. Now, if they went in there and and competed with Georgia and still lost, I would, I would take Kentucky. But I, I think Mizzou is – is a pretty decent football team, um, and they, you know, they're flying under the radar. They're maybe third best in the SEC East right now. Um, so give me the Tigers. Going with the Tigers, Bill. Bill went with the Wildcats, and Wildcats failed me last week. Um, I, I wanted the upset so this week. You know what? I'm going with the Wildcats again. I pick them to cover. That's that's probably the. That's probably the safe pick. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know. I got a feeling. I, I know how you always have. You got a feeling right now from your text. Uh, <laughs> you ain't kidding. Hey, maybe it's the bubble guts. Who knows? <laughs> the <bubble> guts. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the famous Florida Gators at at South Carolina. South Carolina favored by two. Yeah, Florida hasn't looked great on the road. Um, this year, um, they're 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 growing uh, much like a lot of the SEC uh, into what they'll be in the future. They've got a fantastic recruiting class about to come in. Um, I, but I think they go out and uh, in preparation of a bye week, and uh, they 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 enter the bye week on a high note. And um, Rattler gets picked off a couple times, and and Florida wins it wins a close one. Big in Florida. Bill picked South Carolina, and I'm picking South Carolina. Uh, we're we're this separation week, isn't it? it? It is just for the fact that I'm looking forward to Matt Mitchell's video. <laughs> oh, Matt! Matt, if you're listening, uh, hey, when you post this, make sure that we uh, we we tag Matt. Uh, Matt, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on, man. I know you're you're high dollar now um but maybe you'd uh love to humble yourself and help out some of your uh, alabama brethren so we'd love to have you speaking you know speaking of getting people on on the show i, I reached out to uh nunley yeah uh, he said haven't, no haven't heard haven't heard back okay all right yeah i want nunley man he, he nunley may you know he may be too big for us but maybe not you know what i mean he may be big you know he's also he's also active to the air force he's, so he's he stays pretty busy and he, and he doesn't have to shave because he has a skin condition. I saw that video. That's true. He's got a shaving waiver. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Didn't you have a what? No, you didn't have any waivers, did you? I had a few waivers, but they weren't for shaving. Okay. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Yeah. When 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 you guys were in the sandbox, mm-hmm. you know, I, I on patrol. Did you ever shot yourself? Um. <laughs> so, y- yes, and uh, let me explain this. So, um, terrible story. So when I, when we went over the first time, um, before they were actually flying people from Kuwait into Iraq, you would drive, you'd make the drive, um, a couple of days worth of driving. Um, before we had left, um, Kuwait, I bought these really, really cool tactical gloves. Um, this is, I'm not proud of this story. I was young. Okay. So, um, I bought these really cool tactical gloves. We stopped at this, uh, uh, checkpoint that had a porta potty in the desert. So I get out and uh, urinating, hold my gloves in my mouth and I drop one of them. Um, falls on the edge of the porta potty, not in it, falls on the edge. Um, I pick it up, clean it off. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Um, I wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I ended up getting dysentery. Uh, got really, really sick. We got to where we were staying in South Baghdad. And not only did I get sick, I'm pretty sure I'm responsible for spreading dysentery to almost our entire unit. And so I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd mind me telling this, but me and um, John, we served together. Um, we both uh, got really, really sick. We sharded ourselves a couple of times. I actually ended up in the troop medical center for a few days. No one knew where I was. Um, my sergeant major forgot that I told him I was going to our troop medical center. Um, they thought I was AWOL in Iraq, which is where, where the crap would I have gone AWOL to? But anyway, um, don't mean to laugh. It's okay. It, it was stupid. It was dumb. I was young, man. I was 19 years old. Um, I heard the story. And, and so then, you know, later on in our deployment, um, somebody had gone out and gotten, uh, gone out on a mission. And while they were out doing a patrol or something, they got some pastries, some local pastries, and brought them back to our fob where we were staying. And uh, uh, a buddy of ours that roomed, that bunked with me and, and John had uh, gotten into the pastries and man, they tore him up. They tore his stomach up. He ended up having to throw uh, his DCU bottoms and his underwear and stuff away. He couldn't even salvage them. It was too bad. <laughs> so, so yeah, man, uh, typically when you, when you join the military, um, it's not uncommon when you go to training in a new environment or deploy somewhere to get really sick because everybody's in close quarters, spreading germs with people who've never been around. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I admittedly have definitely uh, used the restroom on myself as a grown man in a combat zone. <laughs> you know, if you, if, if you were on the Oregon trail, you wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't, I would have died. <laughs> this is when stuff gets real with Michael Arnold. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, not proud of that story. It was completely avoidable. Um, I just didn't want to lose my expensive tactical gloves. Hey, I don't, I don't blame you. You know, I, I, in hindsight, it was really dumb. I could have just uh, ordered some and had them shipped to me, or waited until we got somewhere with a nice PX and got some in Baghdad somewhere. Um, okay, let, let but me, I didn't know. You, you say tactical gloves? Yeah. What What do you mean? Uh, so there are gloves. Uh, there were these gloves. I forgot what brand they were. Maybe they were Oakley. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and they had the hard knuckles. Uh, you looked really, really cool. They were actually super hot and and impractical. Right. Um, but you looked the part, and that was a you know, oh. if you don't want to get shot at, you got to be a hard target, right? That's right. You know, um, you know, you could have just from what I see on television, yeah, and in documentaries, they just wear mechanics gloves. Uh, yeah, a lot of the times that that got really popular. The mechanics gloves got really, really popular. Probably a lot cheaper than what you paid for. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, they, I believe in some units they became standard issue. That's like what they got issued. Um, when I went back to Iraq, um, things were a little different the second time I went. And like the uniform requirements had changed. Like you had to have gloves. You had to have eye protection on if you were outside of, uh, of the wire um, on a combat mission. Um, you had to have this little flap that protected your groin from shrapnel. You had to have that on a neck protector, all sorts of stuff. We didn't have that mess. Yeah, we the don't, first, we don't. Yeah, the, the first time we didn't even have up armor vehicles. We were in Kuwait welding steel plates to our doors and putting sandbags in our floor. So if we got blown up, we didn't get our legs blown off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot of things changed from deployment one to two. But yeah, well, you know, I, mean, I, I hear the uniform. The uniform standards have changed a lot too. Um, I, I haven't been in for years. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think John would mind me telling this. He's actually um, in the middle of finishing up his retirement paperwork. Congratulations to him. And so uh, he would be able to speak more to that. Right. Yeah. I just, I just know what, what the media tells us and what I see. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of things about the military that have changed, uh, not for the better over the past decade, but you know, whatever, I'm not in anymore. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I appreciate your service. Um, oh, you're very welcome, and you're worth uh, it. And I, I'm, you know, I, I will be sure to let you know uh, on Veterans Day. I appreciate your service. Do I get a, do, do I get a vet boo bag on Veterans Day? <laughs> you know, what, 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 maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, just put, I just need some Motrin, a pair of dry socks, and some uh, ice packs for my knees. Maybe so. some tactical gloves. Yeah, some freight mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to our picks right. before I explode over here. Right, last one. Um, Arkansas, right. Bama, Bama by 19. That's what they're favored by. I think that spread is a bit of an overreaction to um, what people are feeling about Alabama. I, I, again, Alabama's getting much better. Alabama, obviously, I think is going to win the game. It's homecoming. Um, I do think that they're going to look a little sloppy. It's an 11, 11 o'clock kickoff. It's at home. They just came off of a huge win. Um, I don't think they cover. I think Arkansas uh, will play lights out against us, um, but Bama will win at least by 10 points. Well, we know we know Bill never picks against Bama except for no. uh, We We all did, and – we learned that that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, it won't happen again this season. I promise. And you know, we'll 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 pick Bama from now on out until we get back into the Shula days. Um, <laughs> until until Jalen Miro can't complete a pass again. That's it. We'll next week we'll pick against Bama. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I I I have to disagree with one thing. Um. I see Bama covering. I, I think I think Arkansas is, you know, it's an early game. Arkansas will give some problems early on. I look for their I look for their first offensive drive to be completely scripted. 
Sure. I can agree with that. Our defense, probably seven points. Our defense will probably go out there and stuff them that first drive, and then I think KJ will give us some issues in the first okay. I think once once we adjust, I, I think we lock the field down, and I think we cover easily. Okay. So you think you really – so you're in that crowd that thinks Alabama's offense turned a very significant corner last I think, week. I think they turned a corner. Um, I think – I think Jalen learned a lot about himself last week. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I don't think they've completely turned the corner yet. I think they're in the process of making the turn, um, but they're on their way, and I, I think they're they're doing it at the right time. I think the best version of Alabama that we're going to see is going to be towards the end of the season, which works out great because most likely, knock on wood, we're going to have the Iron Bowl and then Georgia. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, Bama, it's a Bama win this weekend. Uh, and then we move on to uh, those stinking no-good uh, garbage worker conference members uh, up there in Knoxville. Yeah. Those those people. Those folks. Uh, it's not even the good orange. Like, it doesn't sit with I, you. I'm going to send you these videos that I told you about earlier that, that James Bates did years ago. Please do. You're gonna laugh. I think I sent them to you years ago, but you're gonna laugh when you. You probably them. did. You probably did. Um, I'm I'm gonna, they're they're gonna get shared to Twitter. Uh, okay. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna put them on Facebook, uh, ABIG. Um, we need to get more active on TikTok. Apparently, that's where it's at. TikTok and and Facebook Reels. Um, okay. We we need we'll get there. We need we'll get there. And, you know we hey we're we're normal people. We all have jobs. Uh, some of us do anyway. Um, <laughs> well, look, look, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, once the college football season wraps up, we're gonna continue this with, um, you know, a lot of off-season news. Of course, we're, you know, Bama basketball yeah. uh, has high expectations this year. Um, you know, we'll talk a lot about Bama basketball, maybe even some women's soccer. You know, and then hey, you know what? We can, we can follow the Birmingham Stallions. There's a lot we can do to keep this going throughout the year. Talk about whatever, whatever baskets people are making. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we can talk. We can talk about uh, the the Bassmaster tournament when it happens. <laughs> Anything, because you know what? We're just that's you know, we've, we've that's got just what we do. All right, um, Chris, you want to tell the people where to find us? Yeah, you know, well, you can find us all on Twitter. We're we're really active on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, especially during game day. Yeah, um, and and it's it's way offsides, Chris. Way offsides, Cotton. Way offsides, Bill. Way is spelt with four A's. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Um, you can email us at wayoffsides at gmail dot com. It's way spelt with four A's, not three, not two, not one, four, um, not five. Uh, we uh get us. Um, I'm not giving our phone numbers out. Um, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, we yeah um, we can't do that. But um, you know, we just any anything you think of. If you want to hear something specific, let us know. Uh, shoot us an email, comment on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter. Well, you know, Bill wasn't here. Bill's our stats guy. He's our storyteller. Uh, he wasn't here tonight. No, we miss him. But he he any anything you need to know, we can. I can tell him. I say, Bill, do this, and he does it. Yeah, he. Yeah, unlike me, Bill will actually do what you ask him. Yeah, to. you, you. I tell you to do something, and I get like, give me a minute, and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like I hear from you weeks later. 
<laughs> I'm a busy man. I'm in high demand. And I mean, I, I know you. I'm, um, you got you got uh, two grown at major universities. That's true. You got eight more at home. An exaggeration, but yes, a lot of kids at home. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you go visit, it feels like eight. Yeah, because they're chaotic. It does. I've got good kids, man. Yeah, you do. You you've got great kids. I did. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. We work hard on them. I'm really impressed. No, it, knowing you, I'm really <laughs> impressed. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Is you know me. <laughs> so anyway, Chris, I'm going to go take care of some business. Go take care of your business. Um, look, we 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 we're glad you joined us this week, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna call it a week and see what Saturday brings. Uh, maybe depending on. You know everybody's schedule. Maybe we can we can get back on Saturday night and chit chat about the game. Um, but you know, as we always say, um, have a good week. Um, remember, get your boo a basket. Yes, yes, that's very important. It's and boo time. Don't forget to read your Bibles um, and roll tide. Roll tide.